0: Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Cannon. Maps? Maps? Forget about the maps. Welcome to The Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And this is the podcast where we are talking about Canon films and all of the films that Canon has produced. And today. Today we got it's another doozer. I'm gonna just say right. It's it's well, I'll say this, Frank, and I think you might agree. It's half a doozer, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's half a doozer, yeah. This
0: is definitely it's not a straight doozer. We've done some other doozers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, no, today's movie is uh, one I definitely watched as a child. Um, Mm -hmm. Had moments throughout where I was like, oh, maybe I never saw this. And I was like, oh, wait, I saw that scene. Oh, that scene. Like, it was just surprising how many times it happened. Uh, Same with my wife, who was just like, I think I've seen it." it. It feels like, for most of you listening, it will probably be a movie that you're like, feels like I might have seen it. Yeah. And that might be part of the, re- like, it's also the way they make this movie. It feels like you might have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: because you have seen it.
0: You've definitely seen it all before. In other things. Yes. But then you also probably rented it or, or watched it as a child uh, yeah. and forgot that you saw King Solomon's Minds.
1: Yes. Jeff, this is the first movie that my wife agreed to watch with me. <laughs> uh she said, you know, Richard Chamberlain, Sharon Stone, I'll, I'll watch this one. Uh and I have a few thoughts from her uh for this from this episode. Um, and I'll kind of pepper that in throughout. Uh <laughs> right. but uh but but I will say this, uh <laughs> about an hour in, well, we kept being like, How long is this? <laughs> and then an hour in, she's like, All right, I'm going to bed. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. She made
0: the she made the smart move because we'll get into it and uh, we talked briefly before we start but it, it is about that time that your wife uh turned the page on it uh that the, the whole movie kind of turns the page a little bit I think that was the point where I kind of was starting to give up as well uh yeah my wife did the same deal kind of gave up about half hour in it was quicker yeah, than yeah. most She's sti- yeah, but she's- the half
1: hour feels like a full movie.
0: That is the thing. Well, and also, though, here's the crazy part, Frank, that, again, we'll get into it all. If you look at, because sometimes, you know how it is with canon, you got to be like, what is going on? I might have zoned out. Like, did I miss something? <laughs> if you look at the Wikipedia entry for this in the plot summary, I think it's like the first paragraph sums up Like, 40 minutes of the movie. Which is the most interesting part, to some extent, of the movie. Yeah. And then there are, like, five to eight paragraphs for all the rest of the movie. So, like, there was a distinct part where I must have zoned out. Much longer than I thought I did, and was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is going on?" And then tried desperately for a while of then wasting, not seeing more of the movie of trying to find this part. But it's because I was looking too early, and yeah, apparently whoever wrote the Wikipedia entry was just like, "Yeah, now you know you want to get to the good stuff, and the good stuff is when it gets the worst." It is just it's 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 a lot of movie too. They shove yeah. in.
1: A lot of movie into this. It's Uh, a ton of movie. They they it's like they took a trilogy of films and said, let's pack it into an hour and 40 minutes. Like as soon as you get there's no resting in this movie. No. Whatsoever. Like you never get a breath. And
0: I especially when you're on like the fourth tribe that Alan Cortermate's doing
1: something fucked with. This movie is. Uh, 50% of tribes trying to kill or eat them.
0: Yeah, that is it. Yeah, I mean, uh, because ultimately, what is this movie? So King Solomon's Mind is a a movie that, again, one of the other reasons you've seen it before is it's existed before. Like, this is one of those properties that kind of keeps rearing its head. It was from a book series uh, written by H. Ryder. Night in eighteen eighty five,
1: right? Yeah, that was when the first appearance happened. They
0: should probably try to update some of the stuff from eighteen eighty five. Is what probable we'll get into was all stuff written by <laughs> H. Ryder Haggard, who yep. was an adventure writer and fabulist. Uh, is a descriptor. Uh, what is a
1: fabulist?
0: All right, so. <laughs> that's what i kept asking what the fuck is a fabulous so a fabulous is uh trying to find it now a fabulous is it is so it is a book it's a book written by it's like about fabulous animals involved in it i think it's like a very specific genre of Eighteen eighty-five books, like the description. I'm trying to find the exact description. I'm going to just type (laughs) it. Sorry, no, no, because I wanted to talk about what the hell a fabulist was. Well, (laughs) the dictionary version of animals. Yeah, a dictionary version of what a fabulous is, is a liar. <laughs> oh. Especially a version who invents elaborate, dishonest stories. I think it's like they write fabulous tales. There'll so be fabulous see, animals. So there might be. So and I that makes sense with the, some of the elements of King Solomon's minds. There are some fabulous elements that kind of so- show up in there.
1: Like, would Zubily Zoo be fabulous? Yes.
0: Like, that's the prime <laughs> example. <laughs> uh, anything with Ben Vereen as a lion mayor who tap dances right. and sings a lot will be fabulous. Um uh, Zoo. Zoo. <laughs> Zoo. So, but yeah, so this is also a book that's been redone five, maybe six times as a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, this... there, there's
1: a big one that was done in the 50s that was a movie. Yes. Which is at, actually, uh, like, critically praised.
0: At one point, you got to get critically praised for one of these. Uh, yeah. Because it it's not this one. Uh no. This one is getting critically praised. And this was also part of a trilogy that they were planning on doing with canon. So they shot this and Alan Quartermain in the Lost uh, City of Gold. City of Gold. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then so they, wrote, they shot those at the same exact time. Classic canon move why shoot one movie when you can shoot two with the same people <laughs> uh hopefully one of them works uh we're and- looking at you missing an action <laughs> exactly and then they were planning on doing a third one and no dice Cla again classic cannibal <laughs> big dreams
1: yep. small realities uh although yeah it was announced or uh, there was a newer one announced uh like maybe how long 2011
0: ago was like, i think
1: yeah surprisingly <laughs> so. late in the game <laughs> like,
0: i don't know we I, could get that third one we might and but and so that is also the same it does have those same deals as like missing an action where like like the movie started and it, as you said like i just didn't if if you had told me this was the second one as well i would have been like sure like because it does just jump really like it, it, there's so much jammed in but moves yeah. so quickly you and don't, you don't even have even a reduced to the
1: world or anything right uh so before I get we get
0: into the world we should we should do our standard yeah. stats here so what do we got right. going this year
1: all right so uh King Solomon's minds came out on November 22nd Ooh. 1985 guess what uh time of this recording that is today's date oh my god <laughs>
0: God. We planned it. We did. 35 I, years. Yeah, 35 years in the bay. This is the anniversary today and that's why we're doing it. Don't ever get us wrong when we say that we do not plan anything well. We did plan this one very we well. We
1: definitely <laughs> planned this and it was not a uh, random thing that we're like, hey, let's watch this, and it just happened to land on that day. It didn't just
0: happen to show up on Prime like three <laughs> days ago. No, me and Frank text each other uh, five days ago at 7.43 in the PM, the same exact time. It was like a Mothman prophecy, like, it, it, like it, the world came together of texting the same thing, we need to do this for the 35th of anniversary. So... Yep. The butterfly's wings flapped, and now you get the joy out of it. Go for it. Correct. That all made
1: sense. Uh, budget was $12.5 million. The gross was $15 million. Eh, Yeah. Not, not too bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, uh, this was 1985, so you know what that means. Gonna go back in time. Oh! That's right. The number one movie was Back to the Future. Doc! Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow i've never heard a fox on you i love it that was uh, duck yeah. <laughs> yeah that was good really. oh i just want to say i've got something about christopher lloyd later related to this movie go on
1: oh okay yeah. uh, all right uh number two beverly hills cop number three rambo first blood part two Ooh. four rocky four five cocoon six witness seven the goonies Eight, Police Academy 2, The First Assignment. And there's a Police Academy connection here. Yes, there this is. Movie. We'll talk about that. Number nine, Fletch. Number 10, A View to ki- to a Kill. And uh, so where do you think this came in, Jeff? <sighs>
0: I'm going to uh, uh, 87.
1: Uh, no, actually did better than that. It really? came in 59th. Oh. This- here are the canon movies that beat this movie. Invasion USA and Death Wish 3. Okay. Wow.
0: Now. Two big ones, by the way. Two real big ones. And it's crazy we haven't gotten them yet. I'm excited for
1: both. Go on. Yeah. So, it was beat, uh, or it beat, uh, these other canon films. Missing in Action 2, The Beginning, Ah. American Ninja, The Company of Wolves, Rappin', Missing in Action, uh, just Missing in Action, (laughs) uh, Full for Love, When Father Was Away on Business, and yeah, and that that last one, I was like, "What is this?" And it was the <laughs> one of the like uh, prestige uh, kind of films that Canon had right. because it's this Yu- Yugoslav director. It's like a Serbo-Croatian film, right? And it's like this little indie film about a family that's deeply affected by their father's extramarital affairs and the turbulent consequences of uh, Tito-Stalin uh, split.
0: Wow. So the description, two things. One, the description of that movie is also why at some point we might be pivoting off of canon, because yeah. <laughs> uh, that does not sound like a laugh riot to talk about. But this is just like last week's, where flummoxed by how many canon films there are. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? That's again almost ten to twelve.
1: Uh, damn it! I always mean to write this down one too. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. About yeah, nine or ten. That's ten. Yeah,
0: because that's the crazy part. It's like you, I forgot that there were two that beat it, and then you just kept listing and listing. And also it was the same thing where, especially that last one. But there were one or two in there too. And I was like, what the fuck is that movie? Like, yeah, what <laughs> is going on here? Um, man, I also love every time. It's nice that we. They make so many movies because it gives us more episodes, but also every single time that I could be like, oh cocoon. No, oh, hey, cuckoo. Hey, cocoon. Hey, cocoon. <laughs> I'll get very excited about the uh, Ali Sheedy. Uh, <laughs> Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. Yeah. The not Ally Sheedy. <laughs> One Dude, day. I, wh- I still swear we're gonna make that cocoon shirt. It'll happen. But what were we you yeah. gonna say, Frank?
1: Oh no, Wilfred Brimley, just hearing about his history the other day, I was like, What? He has a really <laughs> crazy history. Does he? I'm gonna have to yeah, go on if, a Brimley hole. Not to not to mention another podcast, but uh, Unspooled did a an episode of, of the thing. Oh, okay, uh, and they they which is great. Yeah. Um, but they they talk about Wilford Brimley, and he has this like huge like history and backstory where he was a cowboy, and then he was a stunt man, and then he was like basically cast in the thing because they thought like, oh yeah, and he's not really recognizable, and wow, people won't assume that he'll be the one that first turns. You know, like it's kind of one of those.
0: One of the best Brimleys he nails it so much in that movie, oh yeah, I got I love it Quaker thing. Oats he nails it with Quaker Oats
1: every yeah, time Absolutely, every time Darby <laughs> just um so yeah, the, we were talking about the connection between police academies, so that has to go that that uh honor goes to uh writer uh, Jen Qu- Quintano,
0: yeah. Uh, Gene Gene Quintano.
1: Oh, Gene. I'm yeah. sorry, Mike. Uh, Auto correct uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> said no way is a person named Gene Quintano. Get so out of G- here.
1: I <laughs> know, right? It actually, that wasn't a that was my fault because I just put G E N. well, there you dummy. go. <laughs> um, and even my my iPad is like that's wrong. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so this this Gene uh, Qu- Quintano uh, wrote. Police Academy 3 through 6, and one of my favorite spoof films, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1, and also directed it.
0: I was going to say, like, we have so many connections with Gene Quatown 1. Did he? I want to double check. I thought he only did 3 and
1: 4. Oh, maybe. He might have done 3, 4, and 6, but I thought it okay. was 3 through 6. Maybe, yeah.
0: But we know at the very least he did Police Academy 3, Back in Training.
1: Yep. Police Academy he did Four, do Citizens on Patrol, Citizens yeah.
0: on Patrol, and Which those is one of are my favorites. Yes, two of the best. Like, uh, there's just no getting around it. Like, Police Academy One wasn't one of my go-to's as a child. I think it yeah. was like a little bit too boob-heavy, maybe for my family to let me watch. Right. Uh, uh, I can't remember what is her name. Oh man, it's killing me uh, that her basically how every police officer has a game, and her game was like she has. She's big really breasts. busty. She's busty. Yeah, um, but. The first assignment never found that funny as a kid, but boy, oh boy, like back in training and citizens on patrol starring David yeah. Spade. Yes. Yeah, starring yeah. David Spade.
1: <laughs> With Tony Hawk being his, uh, his, uh, stunt double for the, uh, the <laughs> exactly. skateboard. Exactly. <teams>.
0: Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, but then we've talked about loaded weapon one. Like, yeah, on I, uh, I got to rewatch it. Like it's gotta happen. Like Dude, I, I rewatched about it. Too maybe. Much.
1: maybe two years ago, and there are some parts you're like, eh, but man, there's some parts that are still so fucking funny.
0: Yeah. I think, I bet you, there's got to be at least, a, I mean, me and good friend Nate Smith from my other podcast, what's that from? Yeah. Uh, we've talked many times. That's just like, at the very least, out of those movies, like, if you get like four or five jokes, like, it's never going to yeah, be Airplane. Good. You know, it's never going to be Airplane 2, even. Uh, but yeah, Secret. It's never gonna be top secret or man, I'm not gonna say it again, but top secret too, my favorite joke that's ever existed in a comedy somehow. Uh <laughs> that's not even a joke. Um, but uh so yeah, he also did uh Operation Dumbo Drop. Don't forget yep. about that. He wrote that classic uh period where there was a comedy, right? Also did Sudden Death, wrote sudden death, yeah. uh uh JCVD's sudden death. Uh, Which is actually not a bad JCVD movie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Also, did a movie, probably some of the other ones were, but it was a movie that was distributed by Canon called Treasure of the Four Crowns, which was like mostly known as a 3D experience because he was like worked with some guy who did 3D stuff. So it was like a big first, like original 3D experience movie. Oh. Um, But. Also, the Christopher Lloyd connection that I'm interested in. He did some movie I've never heard of called Why Me? And it's a caper comedy. And I was like, I like caper comedies.
1: That sounds Uh, vaguely familiar.
0: It has Christopher Lambert uh, and Christopher Lloyd together. But it's also based off of a Donald Westlake book. Who Donald Westlake is the guy who wrote the Parker novels which are oh, these amazing right. pulp novels that I love and that Parker yeah. is based off of, Payback, The Outfit, um, uh, and that The Dark Half is based off of, basically, yeah. the Stephen King's The Dark Half. But, so it has, like, I was just like, all right, caper comedy with Lambert and Christopher Lloyd. I guess that's what I'm going to punish my wife with tonight is watching
1: <laughs> Why Me? Just um, being like, we got to solve this. And he's like, <laughs> yes, we do.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> But
1: uh, Jeff so, loved that impression so much that he <laughs> dropped to, his phone while we talked.
0: I, I needed to laugh so hard that I need to just <laughs> yank my phone off as we talk. But uh, so, yeah, like that's the crazy. Like, so there is. So there's weight behind this movie. Like yeah. we've got Gene Quintano, who legitimately then I was like, OK, if it's a comedy and it's like a, 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 a an action adventure, it's going to be better than Firewalker at the right you know what i mean because it's like he knows what he's well, doing
1: well you have uh someone on here who uh well i mean well we'll get to this in a minute but also james r silk who wrote other canon films and other stuff like the barbarians american ninja he's uncredited on american ninja oh. he also wrote ninja three the domination Ooh. sahara and revenge of the ninja okay so you that guy involved too but then you speaking of firewalker our director yeah. Jay Lee Thompson. Jay
0: Lee Thompson also of our maybe <laughs> least listened to episode Master of Death for a reason. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and Kijitae, fucking... yeah.
0: Uh and Kijite, man, I am I'm psyched to do Kidgete <laughs> eventually. Someone yeah. brought up Kijite the other day uh, cuz I asked on our po- on our Twitter uh which canon star would end up on on uh Parlor <laughs> First. <laughs> uh and someone chimed in with Charles Bronson from Kid Jetay, which I agree. Like that, that's and, so funny. And I think they said that he'd be a Q follower, and I was like, yeah, definitely. That <laughs> character would be definitely following Q. I'm not being censored here. <laughs> <laughs> I could say what I, I want. <laughs> oh man, we <laughs> Simpatico. Boy-yo. But yeah, so you've got that. And then so then, like, you know, cast wise, we got Richard Chamberlain. Yeah. Like, and Sharon Stone in one of her first big roles. Uh, but Which also, was a mistake. Yeah, that's so that's the funniest part of it. So, yeah, do you want to tell the
1: mistake story? Sure. Uh, apparently, was it uh, Globus, right? Um, I think
0: it was Globus. Oh, yeah, hold on, let me,
1: let me double check this. Uh, okay, so Golan, Golan said... Uh, so Sharon Stone was hired by mistake because Golan said, I want that stone woman. Yes. And then... Uh, what he meant was that he wanted kathleen turner who was coming (laughs) off romancing the stone yes and so they're like oh okay so sharon stone the woman who auditioned for this (laughs) who's an actor yeah
0: i love that and like apparently he didn't realize supposedly he didn't realize until he saw either
1: dailies or
0: the first cut (laughs) i was like who is this I've also now we've done enough of these and then read it out. Like it I guess like when we were trying to figure out who did that, Golan or Globus. Yeah. I'm gonna say nine times out of ten, if there's some crazy move like that, it was from Menachem. Like it yeah. seems like he's the one who was like flying off the cuff making decisions where Globus was like, let me do some money work over here. <laughs> um But I mean, you know, I think that's I I that is also Pure canon. Because the crazy part, though, is, like, Sharon... I mean, Sharon Stone isn't terrible at, at no. all. Like, like she works. She never stops whining. Uh, right. She definitely takes the Romancing the Stone character. And yeah. then they were like, oh, what people wanted out of Kathleen Turner's character was to make her whine more. <laughs> like, <Right>. you know... <laughs> Like, make her more
1: obnoxious after a while. (laughs) One of my least favorite, but favorite kind of tropes of this time was that will they or won't they, but they're, like, you know, really, like, angry at each other. But the thing that they always argue about. What's funny to me is it's always something small that's like what, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where you're like even the smallest thing, you know, just being like these trees are green. Oh great, just complain about it more. Here Why we don't go you? again. Here we go again. <laughs> it's like what?
0: Yeah, because I mean,
1: she, I, they didn't say that in the movie, but it's like it's like that where you're they like they might as well have. about this
0: because when the, it is like they're, they're pulling a classic like anger into love, Uh and that it will you know a will they won't they but we know they're going to yeah but like definitely in this love. movie yeah this love they love each other like and when they do that was again another moment when they decide that they love each other i was like did i turn my head for like <laughs> 10 minutes like right i think i missed some in between scenes of where they had moments where they got on board with each other but i don't think they did i think it was just like it's the time in the script we've brought up that time that moments before but it was just like we've reached that point in the script they got to start they got to start making out and it's got to be in a cannibal stew pot (laughs) Uh,
1: there oh my god there was a really weird uh fact that was on imdb that Uh i want to read to you please not weird but it feels a little problematic um so uh, in
0: this movie Frank get right. out. Right. <laughs> uh
1: no but a- according to Richard Chamberlain, Sharon Stone was extremely difficult to work with to the point that many of the cast and crew didn't want to talk to her. So like yeah, you hear stuff like that all the time. Sometimes sure. you're like, uh you know, is that the case? Right. You know, are they it's just kind of a sexist thing maybe? Who yep. knows. It could or could not be. But at one point during production, crew members urinated on the bathtub in her trailer. It was only when she stepped in her milk bath that she noticed a strong odor. Ugh. Like <laughs> that's I mean that's a
0: wild ride. You're you're in another country. You're out of movie set. Like uh that one feels like that one feels like it would be like the fun you're you're at a bar and you're like sharing fun stories of on set. And then there's that, you know, and like everyone's like complaining. It's like, cause like on set, you'll see people's true sides, and you'll be like, yeah. oh, I thought you weren't a monster, but you're kind of act like a monster now that you have the opportunity. And then, like Steve over here will be like, yeah, man, one time on King Solomon's mind, <laughs> we pissed in her fucking bathtub, and you're like,
1: whoa, Steve, like, like dude, what, yeah. what? He's we, like, we were just was funny.
0: No, we had no, it was fun. We had a good time. Like, and you have
1: to understand, she was awful to us. She told us, go over there. <laughs>
0: okay, Steve, you gotta, yeah, you that that that's not doing it. All right, you gotta give us like five more layers of proof. Like, because I've oh, dealt yeah. with some divas, we work for Hollywood. It's like, nah, I mean, she also was like, get out of my way. I was like, yep, kind of a variation on the same thing, Steve. That's
1: always the fun part is when you're like, but what did they do? And they're like, well, well, the one time they and you're like, oh, you really internalized this. Yeah.
0: Somehow this reminded you of when you were eight and you like, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to work through some
1: stuff, Steve. Yeah. Um, Your your aunt laughed at your tiny butt, and now you're like (laughs) taking it out on Sharon Stone. Because Sharon Stone
0: (laughs) mentioned your butt once or something.
1: Um. Toby Hooper was attached to direct this at a point really? point. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know how I would see that, but you know. He was too
0: sad. That's what happened. Toby got too sad, smoked too yeah. many cigarettes, and they're like, we can't <laughs> have this, we can't have this downer on set over here. Let's get a laugh riot. Like uh like the dude from Messenger of Death. <laughs> <laughs> and firewalk. And fire. We've already seen he's gonna handle it nonstop. Uh Man, Toby Hooper doing it. He really was in the fold, wasn't he? Yeah, like more so than I thought.
1: Um, I mean, it really is like one of those things, and I like Toby Hooper, but it's yeah. kind of one of those things. Being like, man, certain dudes did get a lot of passes, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I, again, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. Anything gets made, and yeah. it, it's out of people's hands, but like it is those moments sometimes where you're like, I love a director. And then you start to think about their work and you're like, maybe I like one movie. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe there's a handful. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I had that little, like, I'm not, I haven't ever been a huge, uh, I don't think I've ever been a huge, like, Burton head. Uh, but I, like, rewatched Batman for the first time, like, without the nostalgia of a child. And I was just like, I don't know. I love Michael Keaton, and I was yeah. like, maybe it's just me, but maybe I just don't can't deal with Tim Burton anymore. Like, and I started like making the list. and I was like, really like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, I uh, think Beetlejuice is one of the best movies ever. I love it. Uh, like Ed Wood because I think his weirdness works in doing Ed Wood, and one of my favorites. And I like that he produced Cabin Boy. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: I forgot about that.
0: And, and then, like, pieces of Batman, but I also was like, oh, okay, I'll never watch it again until my kid someday might be into Batman and wants to watch it with me, but I wasn't like... My
1: daughter wanted to watch it, because she's really into Batman, and right. she actually sat down and we watched the 89 Batman.
0: Oh, really? how to go over? Which was crazy. Yeah.
1: Which was crazy. I don't know why she was invested in, in some parts, we had to fast-forward through, because sure. like, this might be too scary for her. Yeah. She's only two. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> but yeah. she... She loves Lego Batman, but she's, for some reason, very much into the Danny Elfman score.
0: Okay. I could see that.
1: Yeah. She loves that score, but then that kind of kept her interested in the movie, and she likes Batman, so then she would like the parts that were the Batman parts. Hey, man. It's my. we tried Keenan. to show her the later ones that were like, oh, this might be more appropriate for her, like Batman Forever and yeah. Batman uh, and Robin. Yeah. She didn't like them as much. <laughs>
0: She's not a big Schumacher head, you know? She- yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and she's but- like, Dad, really? You like the Smashing Pumpkin song from this? Ooh. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you're like, all right. I don't want to disown you here, kid. I love you, but. Um, yeah, I I, 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 maybe I'm not a Burton head, but. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Hooper, uh, man, he, he really wasn't more in the canon fold than I thought he was. Yeah, Um, which is shocking um i get it yeah i mean yeah they'll let you do what you're gonna do so exactly uh but i mean yeah you've got him and then like richard chamberlain i think is great actually like
1: i do too yeah i think he's
0: great like he did he and and he seems to not care like i mean he all of his quotes are just like there weren't many lines and it's fun Like, you know, and, like, he's like, I do miniseries all the time. I got to, like, it's a fun script. Uh, He did happen to think that there's, like, this one quote that I pulled from him talking about it where he was like, I happen to think that people are people, and I don't care where they come from as long as they do a good job. Mm, Questionable, but all right. Uh, This is a comedy, and one of the best defenses against out-of-date stereotypes is to poke fun at them, shows how absurd they are. And to me, that's like a good summary of one of the problems of this movie. Because yeah. it also it felt like, we've talked about before, it felt like some annoying Sketch 201 student who's trying to defend their racist sketch, where you're yeah. like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, we've kind of spent 30 years, quote-unquote, poking fun at those stereotypes, and... Yeah.
1: It's I don't time to move on. Those are yeah. part of that time, and we yeah.
0: poked him a lot. Yeah, like and I don't know if you've really found the new take on it that makes me go, yeah, let's get one more poke in, because uh, yeah. that is the stuff Like I get it, and like you know, he's he's an older guy, and like at the time, like I mean, it's also what year is this? 80, 85.
1: 85.
0: Like. We're not looking to be, they're not
1: the most woke people have ever existed. Uh, Yeah, it's that boomer thing where it's like, you know that their heart is in the right place, but then they get very defensive too when you're like, well, actually that's not, you know, it's like you you say that you're making fun of it, but then there's a, in making, in your version of making fun of it, you actually reinforce the stereotype or people are going to take the wrong thing from it and internalize like what they're like yeah that's what it is and right it's totally defeats the pu- the point the purpose
0: i mean i think it also speaks to like you know it, it's one of the the problems with you've got these properties that like also i bet you probably uh king solomon's minds is in the public domain yeah uh, so there's a reason they're going to keep making it but it's like a kind of classic hollywood complaint where you're like i don't know like Maybe we should just do a new thing Uh, because also even at 85, I'm like, are there that many like Alan Quatermain heads that are like, we got to get a new one. And
1: this is a generation that will really latch on to it. I think that's like the, the Gen Z.
0: Right. And I think like you know, not ever reading the, this fabulous book. Like I'm fine with reading older books and just being like, yeah, they wrote it in 1880. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like it, I'm, I'm actually just like, I'll always just be fine and then be happy when like someone like HG Wells, I'm like, Oh, seems actually surprisingly progressive, like here and yeah. there. Um, uh, but-, but like, this is one where I was like, uh, if it's in the source material, maybe we should like retcon that source material a little bit, like of having like five different, questionably racist tribes, like I'm that kind he's dealing of, with.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of of the mind, just being like, leave it at the time it's at. You know, like right. why do why would you update it if there's problematic aspects and you know you're going to have to change enough of it, right. and Take away the integrity of. I I use the word integrity loosely, but you know, like (laughs) of the original piece, because it's like, it, it exists. It's there. We live in a time where it's all accessible. Right. So why would you put yourself through the effort of like having to be like well now we have to update it for this and you're kind of begrudgingly dragging your feet being like we have to make it pc and and it's like, well then don't fuck with it just write something new right because i also like it's like i don't want to read the books but there's a little bit that i
0: would like to to know if the jokey tone of it
1: is in the books because i'm guessing not i don't think so yeah and i think so it's a straight ahead like you know like adventure like yeah, of that time 18 right. the late 1800s right it's all that like you know uh, rudyard kipling and all the you yeah, know, yeah. Rudyard, uh, whatever his name is but yeah
0: i think it's like also like and i actually think it's a better property but it's like whenever i see like the idea of like doc savage like rearing its right. head again i'm always just like real like I get it. He's the quote unquote like first superhero like sort of yeah. thing. And like, but I don't Again, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like I, I this it, is such a dumb example I'm about to give. Cause it, I don't know if it really, but, but it's like, and maybe you'll correct me. And there's a source material for like John Wick, but like John Wick where I was just like, Oh, it's cool. Like it's a new thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it might've been a graphic novel, but it's like, it was like, great. Like, You know, it's an action hero.
1: Like I think it's like loosely based on Asian uh, action cinema. You know, right? I I think so. It
0: does have a genre kind of tone to it. I guess that's it. So like it, it just there was just throughout. Whenever we get to a part where I was like, "Ugh!" Like even at eighty five, I wish you. Uh, Granted, actually, I'll say this. Like I, I was about to say, like at eighty-five you should be like, maybe don't throw around those like Middle Eastern slurs.
1: No, that time was still all
0: But I mean, it was that, fine for America. Like America, America just decided. They... Well, because yeah. I realized I was like, oh, there's slightly something problematic and in, in Back to the Future like the plot of like the future with Iranians getting him like Libyans 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 I thought it was like yeah like that's the thing is like whatever quote-unquote boogeyman we've decided that year exactly uh, you know falls in the Rambo 3 thing that now is almost cliche to talk about that it's like the bad guys in Rambo 3 are the Russians not the Taliban like he's right. helping out the Taliban, but it's because <laughs> it's weird, like not propaganda propaganda, but it's like, so yeah, like maybe I'm asking too much of not only 1985 as an entire year, but Canon films. Like, I know that's the yeah. crazy part when we start being like, Canon, Wag, I'm going to wag my finger at no, you. No, there's
1: just no way it was going to happen at <laughs> no. that time. Even up to like two thousand, you know, like after nine eleven too, you were still having main media yeah. used to shit like that because of the whole like patriotic rah rah bullshit. Yeah. And it's like now it's like, well, it's okay because these people are angry and they yeah. want to express themselves. And sure, it's not you know they're they're being insensitive with their language, but it's like it was excused because again, like in the you know cultural Milieu. you know whatever was ha- happening it's like they excuse it yeah and it's like and you have to kind of take it in that context but of course we're going to be like oof but i guess yeah, that's the thing though there's within the context of the time
0: there's a couple times in this one where i'm like Ugh, i think even as a i don't want to be revisionist like whatever but i think even as a kid i would have been like ooh. Like, oh yeah yeah that's a sharp like use of quote-unquote like towel head and stuff yeah like oh man whoa hey that
1: definitely was like oof that whole scene is one
0: of the sharper (laughs) ones where you're like could we have done just like one more pass and done like some equivalent where like we're still kind of being racist here but it's softer (laughs) like (laughs) we're finding a way to hide it in 1985 ways like that was just like oh boy Quintano got real angry there or something yeah Um, but yeah, that's the weird part. It's like wanting to then know the source material, but like, I'm also then going to be late. I'm not like going to go read King Solomon's mind. Yeah. (laughs) it's just not going to happen. Uh, or if this court seat goes out long enough, I will, and I'll report on it. Um, uh, but yeah, so should we get into it?
1: Yes. Get into it. All right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, again, our classic move, we are like, uh, almost 40 minutes in both getting into and first I'm really saying what this movie is, but ultimately what is it? Uh, It's a, uh, it's an action romp uh, in Africa of a adventurer trying to find a treasure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, uh, it's one of those uh, we've kind of hinted at already. It's one of those things where, again, you don't know in the source material, is it parody or is it just kind of a funny adventure? Like, uh, I feel like sometimes, like, maybe that's, again, revisionist, where some people are looking at, like, we were parodying the form, and I'm like, I don't oh, yeah. really think you were. I think you are just kind of doing loose jokes. It was soft comedy. Like, we've talked about before, and it go- comes up with police comedy, but it definitely was, like, in the soft comedy genre, where there were many yeah. times where you like, I guess that's a joke. <laughs>
1: like... It- I think it would have benefited benefited if it did approach like Top Secret or, yeah you know, Airplane. I think it would have been because you got a guy who eventually ended up doing that with National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Right. And there were elements of this that felt like that.
0: Yeah, and that's the parts where I'm like, maybe he was intending it. Maybe it's like. You know, we'll talk about another podcast, but, like, uh, listening to With Gorley and Russ, they were just talking about Wes Craven's new nightmare, and, like, yeah. if that was the beginning of the concept of meta, and they even went back to, like, uh, Roger Ebert's review and seeing if he mentioned the word meta, and, like, it yeah. hadn't really come out. Like, it's like, in Grant, we had Airplane, but Airplane, I think, was only a year before. Like, we hadn't really established we were going to do. Parody in the specific Zaz way completely. Although we the had Kentucky was, Fried Movie, we had was there by yeah. 82?
1: I think it might have been.
0: So maybe I'm ta- maybe that was all bullshit I said, and we he should have just leaned a little bit harder. <laughs> but also that's canon, you know? Like I yeah. I'm I am I honestly, we haven't had a huge track record of like they can nail it with comedy. You know what I mean? So right. like At the very least, when I would kind of do, I had a couple of times where I did, like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> like you know it's yeah. like that's a, that's about it i'll take that that's a good joke i'll give you. it really
1: give, is kind of accidental whenever we would it does become comedy it <laughs> right. does feel like an afterthought we're like oh yeah yeah but it's also funny
0: yeah exactly <laughs> uh but so that's basically what's going on sharon stone yeah. her dad has got a map and it, what that's the thing is like when we said in the beginning you know what this movie is you do know what it is it's just kind of uh it's, it, it's Romance in a Stone Jewel, the Nile, Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. It's an adventure movie. It does what it does.
1: Exactly. Um, dope
0: canon logo.
1: Love it. I wrote that down. First thing I wrote yeah. down, beautiful canon logo.
0: Also, like, that when they got to the credits, they did classic canon group fought, but also had the logo in there in yellow in a smaller yeah. version. I was like, great. Double logo. Uh, give it oh. up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I, I mean... I I was about to say then we start off looking at boobies like that's kind of the first (laughs) thing where you're like, okay, maybe this will be slightly tongue in cheek. We're looking at a stat. What we find out is a map of the goal of the gold of King Solomon's mines, but the map is on a statue, but it's a close up of this statues (laughs) boobs. Um, yeah and it's just like oh nice man yeah <laughs> uh well already we say, yeah right away
1: babe no i was gonna say just like the kill with the guy's like weird trap uh i don't know why there's a a, a spike uh swinging you know yeah. thing that like but it, that the the shop owner's like game of being like my door
0: my table right that's the thing. There also is like, there's like small games in here. So you almost forget that they're a game. <laughs> in yeah. It. You forget it's a thing that character does. Because, uh, yeah, like then Jonathan Reese Davies shows up and I was like, great, yep. here's he's here, but he's in brown face. Uh, yep. That's part of the problems we've talked about. Like he is playing a <laughs> Turkish uh, man who is trying to find the gold and is working, will find out with uh, the, the Nazi. Nazis Nazi kind of unclear like I get he's got an iron cross but no swastika which is a weird well, like, because
1: apparently because it's taking place during World War I.
0: Oh, see that's also one of those things where I get like I I mean but that's like you don't know really what's going on completely yeah, he's a
1: proto-Nazi yeah he's
0: proto-Nazi they never <laughs> completely explain anything at the beginning and because I think partly they're just like you'll get it like so, when Quartermain shows up with Sharon Stone, you don't really know who he is. Besides, he's got an adventurer's hat, and yeah. you assume they're looking for the thing that they other people were looking at. But yeah, in that shop owner's uh, thing, they've got that crazy booby trap, and I had the same thought where I was just like, "Really? Like, okay, it's just in there." Uh, yeah. And also, oddly, starts with the bloodiest thing that happens in the movie, and then becomes a cartoon with its violence. Well,
1: I there are unless I forget I,
0: I, other blood.
1: I well, it's it's not so much blood. It's just that it uh, most of it's cartoon violence. But there were moments in here where the violence felt kind of disturbing to me. Uh huh. Because of the way it was shot or the way it was done, I can't remember which w- what examples. We'll probably get to it. But, you think like, Jay Lee Thompson doesn't have
0: a handle on how to make uh, subtle, fun violence? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Huh. Weird. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you got silly stuff like the. Uh, well, even that was kind of like when he's uh, the 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 quicksand, right? When he just like machine guns everyone in the quicksand, oh and you're like, right. God <laughs> damn, that's brutal. But then they step over the bodies. You're like, okay, that's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> found it, a way to make brutality fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, but yeah, also we forgot to mention. So this is uh, the score is by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, yeah. again, real people. The guy who did the fucking Rambo movies. Like and but also he got yeah. a Razzie nomination.
1: Uh I don't I don't understand that because he did his best with like a Indiana Jones sound alike. You know, it like sounds
0: a, like what it is. Like I don't like there throughout yeah. I was waiting for the like oh that's a weird cue, but it was just always what it should be. Like, is that why it got a Razzie, Got it didn't step up to the plate with King Solomon's Mines? I mean, Herbert Lom as Best Supporting Actor, the guy who played the Colonel, got a Razzie yeah. nomination, too, and maybe I'll give it. It's like he's just chewing scenery everywhere he goes. I don't know. But...
1: Everybody's chewing scenery. So I, I know. That's the thing. That's
0: what the movie is. It is just kind of a chewing yeah. scenery big. All the movie is, is set piece after set piece. Which is why it feels unbreathable. Like you're just like so constricted by what the movie is because you're just jumping from set piece to set piece and never stopping, which is interesting. Uh,
1: I wonder how many set pieces are in this movie. I should have gone back to count.
0: This is like one of the first times, too, where I was like, You said the cost of the movie. I was like, Oh, yeah. Because, like, every giant set, when they go from tribe to tribe, Like, I know they also were probably fucking ripping everyone off, like, and paying a a pittance of a pay, but, like, each of those tribes had a different giant set piece, and every single one, I was just like, man, you really, like, it's not like they stumbled across scenes. I think that's the thing, and that's part of why it sometimes can feel troublesome when it feels problematic, is, like, they put a lot of work into that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the, the giant cannibal pot scene. <laughs> it's like they had to go out of their way to make this giant pot that will Literally shake and go pot. back and forth. And now, granted, it will come up a couple times, but like... A lot of those sets also looked like the Universal Studios Alan Quartermain Stunt Spectacular show. Exactly. I wrote that down. <laughs> it's was like, crazy. I I, yeah. <laughs> but still, a lot of money. And then yeah, it always I, I mean, was like, like. Also,
1: there was a lot of blue screen. Well, and
0: so that's the crazy part, too, Frank. Like, their use of blue screen is either an insane amount. Like, I lo- the moment I lost it, not to jump ahead, but is when they commandeer the plane. Yeah. Like, Sharon Stone, they're trying to commandeer a plane, and Sharon Stone presses the wrong button and then can't control it, and then that leads into, like, five to ten minutes, it felt like, of just chasing with the fucking plane, like, being chased, uh, but all of that was blue screen, yeah. and so, like, in in like... To the point where I was like, I can't, I can't be invested in it. It's so bad, blue screen. I don't care. Yeah. And that is when I that was my first look at my phone moment, where I was like, I'm looking at napalm death shirts. Like I'm not Dude, paying attention.
1: <laughs> it really did take a turn at that point because, like, that's the point where you're like, not only because of that whack, the wackiness of that scene, mm-hmm. but also because of the other guy in the plane. Right. Was so cartoonish right you're like whoa this is way too huge for what we've already been seeing even what from what we've been seeing right
0: well because that's the thing like i think it's literal like the moment they get into the plane is the moment that i stopped liking the movie same because before that that i think both of us were sitting there going like ah people give this a bad rap it's not great but it's pretty fun and i was reading like Lit like consequence of sounds like list of like you know like nine canon films that are fucked up or whatever it is and I remember like I was like oh you're shitting on this movie a little bit too much it's pretty it's not bad it's a pretty yeah. good
1: romp yeah that's the way I felt I was like you know it's uh, if I were a kid and I had like seen this I'm like yeah this is fun and even watching it now I was like oh that's funny or like oh I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying this yeah being like this is fine right this is fine this is enjoyable and then. That it gets to that plane scene, and that's when it's like, oh. It was where I didn't want to make any more excuses for it. Same, yeah, because right? I I was already kind of making excuses, being like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, in, being like, how long is this again? Yeah. Like, how much time has gone by? And then I was like, well, but I'm still kind of enjoying it. It's fine.
0: Yeah, totally it, fine. Like, I'm like, is that a ju-? You know, like, I'm like looking at my notes for those first 40 minutes, and... Even that, I can see me making excuses. You know, like I'm writing down King Solomon's Minds is a good font. Like, I'm like, yeah, it looks cool. And then I'm like...
1: I want to mention that 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 font or that that scene though, okay? Uh Uh-huh. So you have this big orchestra score with like showing the like the the actors and stuff, and then the music dies down and (laughs) then the title comes up and you're like, whoa. Yeah. That that is jarring timing for like (laughs) totally miss. It's like it's like uh, you know, it has, you know, a Richard Chamberlain, Sharon Stone, Jonathan Reese Davies. Yeah. Quiet king solomon's mind <laughs> right <laughs> you
0: know, there's like, a what? couple times where weirdly i've never said this before in talking about a movie but like the sound mixers and editors might have been the problem where like there's multiple times where the music it's just like you watch them just went like zip like they just did the fade yeah. like it's like if i wasn't paying attention when i edit when i do the final edit out of these episodes and forgot where i put the fade out like sort of <laughs> you know what i mean and then yeah. you show the print and you're like Uh, leave it in because like it would be like mid-sentence or something where it'd be like i don't think that was goldsmith's plan like i think there were a couple more notes to fill that out um but yeah because then it would be like throughout i'd be like yeah i guess a nazi eating bratwurst is a joke like i don't know whatever uh you know there's questionable names where they're like we're in Tongala with Umbumbo. <laughs> like, oh,
1: God. Umbumbo. This. Uh, ah.
0: Umbumbo is essentially Alan Quatermain, who is played by Richard Chamberlain, who, again, we want to say Al, he's great. I think he he does a good job with all of his work. Alan Quatermain, like yeah. as Alan Quatermain, like he's charming as hell. Absolutely. My wife thinks he looks like a property brother. Uh, my wife said
1: (laughs) my wife uh, gave me this fact that on Desperate Housewives uh, he plays Lynette's stepdad who comes out as gay because Richard Chamberlain is actually gay in real life
0: yes he is and that's why it was so my wife grew up watching the Thorn Birds yeah with him and like that she was like oh okay my parents were certainly not going to tell me that fact (laughs) like (laughs) just being religious kind of Uh, right but, like, he's great, but, like, you know, and that, but, I, um, Bumbo is, is Alan Quatermain's manservant. Yeah. Who we find out, spoiler, is, I guess, the leader of a tribe?
1: Okay, uh, Jeff, <laughs> uh, help me understand something, too.
0: I, but I uh, was hoping you would help me understand, but let's help okay. each other understand.
1: Well, because, you know, we're going to skip around in this movie. Oh, yeah, let's skip. But, like, let's just go for it. But, because, like, Okay, so (laughs) so Abumbo helps Alan get to the gold. He wants him to find the gold. He wants him to get to this location, but then is like, "No, you'll upset. It belongs to the mountain, rightfully so." But it's like, "Well, why did you help him? Was it because he knew that he would help him stop the other guys from getting it?" So then that's why he he never
0: even thought about that fact that like, cause I, yeah, I was like confused on the generalness of like, why, if what we find out is that like his essentially manservant is going to end up being a, he is a, uh, uh, he was, he was cast out of his tribe, but he was the leader and has a different name, but, I, yeah. but I never considered That yeah, he's helping them to get to it, but won't want them to take the gold after the fact. So yeah, like maybe he did think because Alan Quatermain is the the great white African hunter, as they call him, I think at one point, that he could help. So maybe that was the logic, but he never completely like it's again. We like it feels like a one line rewrite. Like if he had said something of like, but if you didn't want us to take. The treasure, why did you yeah. have help us? And he's like, Well, I knew that you were the great adventurer who would be the only one to help stop. Like, you're the great white yeah. hope, which is problematic, uh, <laughs> right. plot trope. But yeah, because so now I'm also wondering this is, again, help me figure this out, Frank. So, Umbumbo's game at the beginning is that he's afraid of. Moving vehicles.
1: Uh, yeah, they
0: have this thing where he said he doesn't trust anything unless it eats grass. So like, there's a whole scene where they're driving in a car and Umbumbo is running in front because he's afraid, and then yeah. he's on the train and he covers his face. Uh huh. But now I'm also like, wait, was he not? And he was playing that up. Tube, or was that just a legitimate kind of racist thing that they decided to make his character game? I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's all confusing. It's like it's too confusing to be racist. <laughs> I <don't> right? Know.
0: <laughs> too confusing to be you're racist. Like, you're is like a,
1: what stereotype are you trying to play? I don't think you even understand what. Like, I think too confusing to
0: be racist is also the subtitle. Of most canon films, yeah. Right, <laughs> like, right you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, okay. And then you're like, if someone was like, that movie is just straight up racist, you would have to be like, well, I mean, yes and no, because I don't think they realized
1: that they were. Right, it's
0: like they're again, it's that all old school dudes. I think that's also the beauty and the weirdness of canon, as we've talked about, where you've got all these guys who were at their prime and then are working for canon, like. They didn't get it then, and they're certainly not getting it now. They're all working together to not get it. (laughs) It's
1: someone's like very specific brand of racism where they're like, you know, because like, you know, Mexican guys are always chewing gum, and you're like, (laughs) what? Yeah. And it's like, like, I'm very offended, but I know like what you said is incredibly fucking stupid, but. (laughs) Right.
0: Too confusing to be racist, man. Like, this is our new term, I think. (laughs) Um, Because there are throughout, like, there's just there are like even like so when they're escaping I can think of two too confusing to be racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then also someone might correct me and just be like Jeff you're now too confusing in your interpretation you're just being racist and not understanding which I will totally accept. Um uh but so one of the best scenes in the movie is they escape they're escaping Alan escaping with Umbumbo and with uh Sharon Stone's character and they're in the car And there's, it's, I think the best action scene in the movie is when they're driving through the town. He jumps out. It's like American Ninja style. He jumps out into a punch, takes down another guy. Yeah. And then releases all the slaves because they were releasing slaves. And that is connected to before Sharon Stone was like, uh, saw the men that they were going to be selling and. Rachel Chamberlain says, for a for hundred bucks, you can own them for life. And then she says, a hundred bucks? That's terrible.
1: And then Alan Quartermain says, well, you can always bargain. Like- See, that's the shit that makes me feel like you're, they're having their cake and eating it, too. Yeah. They have that awful joke, but then like, no, but see, it's okay. Because we're poking he freed. fun at it.
0: We're poking fun at it somehow. Well, no, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's the double thing being like, or being like, we made this joke. We know we're bad. Eee. Right. But then it's like, but see, he's a good guy because he freed them. That freed yeah. them. see? Yeah. It's, it's okay. He's a good guy. It's okay. He was only just being tongue-in-cheek.
0: Because in that scene, he ends up punching out those guys, releases all the slaves, but probably is also selfishly just doing it as a diversion. Uh, right, right uh, yeah. And then You're jumps like, your, yeah. back into the car that was still going because he went in like a half circle. That
1: was a cool stunt, yeah.
0: That was great. That section was great. Besides, as my wife said after those lines, she just like looked up from her book and just went, ah... The Timelessness of a Slavery Joke. (laughs) I know. And I was like, yeah, that's the shit where they probably should have updated or something. Because, yeah, it is a have your cake and eat it too. And I think that they think that they're somehow poking fun, but it's like too confusing to know what they think they're poking fun at. But then it also leads into what I both thought was a really good idea. But then also doesn't play up. But also I was like, is there something racist about that? Is that one of the ways they can escape is that uh, the minaret uh, calls out that it's time for prayer because there are prayer times. Right. So so the so the town center is full of people, but they all are getting down to pray to Allah. And but then that leads for a path that the car can escape. And I was like, not like pretty good idea. Yeah. But also, I was just like, feels weird
1: to me. <laughs> like I feel like, uh, I don't know. I'm not the person to answer this, but I do thing. feel like that's the thing. We're not the people to answer this, but I do feel like it depends on how I, I don't, can't remember if how it was depicted because if it's done for a joke, right. rather than to serve the story, like if they're like oh, isn't this goofy how they're like, you know, it's prayer time. Right. You know, then, then it's like, then that gets where it's problematic. But then, like, I don't know. It's hard because in a in a movie like this with tone, it's like, well, what was, I mean, is it to facilitate the action? I, I don't know. Again, I'm not the person not to. The, but
0: I think that is also the hard part with canons because, like, they did get in trouble. I was reading that, like, oh. you know, one of the problems was that they were like, shooting this in, like, Muslim country, but, like, brought in a lot of Israeli crew and, like, just kind of weren't kind of, I think that's the thing of, like, Canada, just, like, kind of just not aware of the issues that that could present, like, yeah. of bringing in, like, kind of, like, African crew and and uh, uh, Israeli crew and not, like, being kind of sensitive to, the like, the, the, the situation that maybe they don't understand. Like, that's right. the thing is, like, a lot of times, what like, it feels like canon never did what you and I are doing where it's just, like, we're, like, we're not the ones to answer this. Right. And we're also <laughs> not going to be bold enough to just be like, ah, yeah. deal with it. <laughs> like we're just poking fun at it or whatever right. they think get over doing. it yeah get yeah. over it um uh, i don't yeah.
1: care you can make fun of me
0: i don't care exactly uh, uh they end up just sounding like a bunch of uh cranky stand-ups who are trying to force that they can actually do stand-up <laughs> right now um uh, enjoy your disease uh but um but, yeah, so, like, but that was the hard part. Again, like, all of that stuff, like, with all of its issues was really fun action-wise. Yeah. And I'll also say when they get to, there's a whole scene then where they're trying to stop a train, so they try to block it with yeah. their car. And then the train doesn't stop, so they're like, oh, fuck, we got to get on the train. But, like, yeah. most of the train stuff was pretty fun, too. Like, I, I love that stuff. and And also, that's where, like, The annoying part of the green screen for the... Blue screen at
1: that time, yeah.
0: Blue screen, I mean. For the blue screen at the plane, there definitely was blue screen being used on the train, but also there were parts where I was like, Richard Chamberlain's like low-rent Tom Cruise in here.
1: Yeah. Right? Dude, yeah. I, I was like, why are they using blue screen for this when he was just about to have his head just like... Uh, hit the gravel below, you know, like the, the tracks.
0: I know that train is moving slower, but also we know it's canon and they probably weren't as safe as they could be. And yeah. there definitely are a couple parts where I'm like, uh, if it's movie magic, the movie magic worked on both Frank and me. I am guessing uh, because I like, I was like, he's definitely is like underneath that train and yeah. has his head out of a moving train. And then, I was like, oh, train fight feels three quarters real. Yeah. And train fight, second train fight on top of the train, again, moving slow. But I was like, I think fucking Richard Chamberlain's on top of a train (laughs) fighting someone while it moves. Yeah. Like, it's not Tom Cruise running across two skyscrapers and breaking his leg and then continuing to run or literally all of the parts of fucking the Mission Impossible series that are amazing. When you realize Tom Cruise is a psychotic person
1: Quick diversion. (laughs) I love those movies. They're great. They're great. I love it. Every time they come out, my wife and I both get excited. We're like, we're going to see this.
0: Look, man, <laughs> it's why we both like the first 40 minutes of this movie, too. Like, me and my yeah. wife are always saying, like, look, I'm going to be as smart as I will be about cinema, but I love a good fucking romp. Me, too. Especially in a movie theater. R.I.P. Oh, We miss uh, you. It's the one thing we both miss, I think, really. In I the miss grand it scheme. so
1: fucking Ugh. much. And even though I got sick of concerts to a certain extent, I'm like, I can't wait to go. I Being know annoyed it's, by a concert. Again. It's
0: insane that I was having what I thought was the beginning of my midlife crisis before the quarantine where I was like, maybe I don't like record shopping or going to concerts anymore. Yeah. The two main things I like. And now all I want to do is go to a record shop, uh, go to a fucking metal show and go. I, I get so sad when I see I put something in the calendar like where yeah. I was like, oh, Amorphous was supposed to be playing Tales from the Thousand Lakes in its entirety tonight. Guess I'll watch King Solomon's Mind. I'll also say, just to throw in on movie theater talk... I text you while we're doing this. I haven't had a new TV in like 10, maybe 15 years, and we just got one as a gift. Oh yeah. And it's like a 50 inch, like big ass TV. And what's the first thing I'm watching on this? King Solomon. King Solomon's <laughs> Minds on a pretty crappy like uh conversion
1: rate. Like And it, yeah, you didn't even turn off the motion uh nah, stuff.
0: <laughs> I left it on. I said, you know You're what? Like, I gonna... want this to look like a A soap opera. Jesus Christ! I will say, I like can't believe they're still doing this shit with that. It's awful. It was the first. I actually the first thing I did test was just like Ocean's Twelve because I was like, I'll just pick something that's big and see what it looks like. And yeah. immediately I was like, great. Now I have to go online, figure out what they call it for this brand, yep. find where they fucking hide it. Uh, it drove me up a fucking wall. Like it's I, insane. It's the it, it it's to as I said on my Instagram yesterday to be hyperbolic. It is the worst invention that has ever existed. I can't fathom that I have to still go into my relatives' houses when I could see them and hide that I'm changing that feature. I know. Um, It's a lot like when my dad, I love my dad, but when he first bought his first like widescreens were real. I might have talked this at one point, but he was just like, he never understood that you should set it up with some movies to have the bars. So he yeah. was showing me some, like I think like to show the date, like Final Fantasy, the animated thing, and it was so stretched out. He's like, look at that. How awesome it is. It fills the whole screen. I was like sitting there biting my tongue, just like, (laughs) I can't get into a fight with him. It looks so bad. What a waste of money. But either way, these are our digressions. But we love the Mission Impossible movies. But also, if I needed to, I could slightly do what could have been a canon on Mission Impossible because I have watched everyone multiple times and I never know what happened as soon as it is over. I don't know what <laughs> right. the plot is. I yeah. always know that Ethan is a rogue agent again, but I yeah. don't know why. It's a collection of set pieces, yep. much like this movie. And if someone's like, have you seen Ghost Protocol? I got to be like, is that the one with that <laughs> bathroom scene? <laughs> I don't know. You need is that the one where he's in that giant water fucking funnel? No, right. it's not. Okay, which one? Because I don't know what's going on. So, it's it's no offense to canon. It might just be me. I'm a dummy too. So, uh
1: <laughs> I feel like 2 would be the canon
0: film. Yeah, 2 would definitely be the canon film. Wait, which is the is 3 is is 3 the one with the Metallica song? Uh I disappear. Yeah. Um and that shot of fucking
1: no, uh, I think that's Tom the Tom Cruise rock one.
0: climbing for real because he's a crazy person. Is that the second one too? I
1: think that is the second one, yeah. I'm that's like also
0: might be the first Metallica video with cut hair and they're all wearing like RNA
1: sunglasses. No, uh, that's the first Metallica uh, video with cut hair. Our, our listeners are loving this. Um, <laughs> no, but the first video with Metallica with cut hair is Until It Sleeps.
0: Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Because
1: that was from the first uh, single from Load. Yeah. Uh, or the first video from Load. Yeah. And then uh but yeah people were like what they're doing a mission impossible cuz the video is Wayne Isham, who did the other Metallica videos, he directed it where it's like intercut with them playing on top of a mountain and it does this like superimposed like cut in and then they're like <sighs> Lars is running through a building that's exploding and they did the behind the scenes. Okay, We're going to do wait, a wait.
0: bonus episode, could have been yeah. a canon when we get our Patreon up eventually just for that Metallica video.
1: Um, <laughs> I just remember because uh, Ben Stiller did that great uh, Tom Cruise uh, uh, parody where it was like his His his, um, stunt double for the MTV Movie Awards that year. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Tom Cruise where it's spelled C-R-O-O-Z-E.
0: Very, very good bit. Uh, Yeah.
1: Anyway. King Solomon's Minds.
0: Cake Solomon's Minds. Just to get back in. So, yeah. Like, I also, we jumped over. I just wanted, we touched upon it. But just very quickly, uh, uh, Quartermain loves Dynamite.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, he
0: it's just like non dynamite. I did have a slight huh, laugh when uh the guy who there I actually had two laughs in the shopkeeper's store. Yeah. I did actually laugh when he said real child mummy and he was putting a face on a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Thought it was kind of funny. I hated that I laughed at it. And then also did kind of laugh when he's trying to get the stick of dynamite that Alan yeah, I throws Pitchy. and he goes, I got it. It explodes. Boom. That's yeah. a loaded weapon one joke. 100%. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's in there where they're threatening him. They're trying to get the statue. They figure out what the statue is. They start throwing around slurs, and it's hard. It's just like yeah. hard so, where you're like shocked. Like you're like, ooh, I don't like we could have done some rewording on that. Yeah, um, it's like
1: we we like you, Richard Chamberlain. We like Alan Quarterman. We want to be on his side, but the yeah. way that he that that term was just so hard yeah. in how he said it that it felt like, ooh, maybe it, Yeah, Yeah, I'm starting to not be on your side so much, especially after the uh, slave joke too. So,
0: oh yeah, right after, yeah, too many in the beginning. It's not going to be helped out that then the real jokes in there are talk or die. That's three words. <laughs> like, that's a oh, yeah, yeah. real police academy style joke. Uh, uh, <laughs> and again, we're we're being introduced that he's the great white African hunter. So then it's like, all right, we already have a problematic, like, plot point of being the great white hope, like, sort of thing, like, the savior, right. the great white savior character. And he's going to be racist in there. Um, uh <laughs> But yeah, so then we end up they get uh, there I, I, on the pl- on the train. Um, Mbopo being scared is uh, exhausting to me. I hate yep. it. Um, me too. But that's the thing. Like so, then it is that's the weirdness. Like when he's surfing on the back of the train because he falls off the train, <laughs> yeah. holding onto the tra- uh, chain, and then he's basically water skiing. That's terrible. Blue screen. So like. What are we doing? Like, why are we sometimes threatening his life and sometimes (laughs) not? Uh, uh, I also... That's where they also... They find Sharon Stone's dad and the uh, German who is torturing him by beating the shit out of him with a whip. Uh, Yeah. And the joke
1: is that he keeps breaking the whips. He
0: keeps breaking the whips. Yes. Which also, he makes that joke. Then you look at the guy and you're like, he doesn't have that many uh, cuts on him. Uh, But then (laughs) makes a, like, again, like, too confusing to be problematic. But I was like, wait, homophobic joke? Like, the joke is that he wants to have sex with the dad?
1: Yeah, that was the, the turn that's supposed to be funny
0: because he's like <laughs> yeah. I find you quite attractive and Sharon Stone's like no dare you and then he's like I'm not talking about you but we can make this happen
1: <laughs> although it is funny the way he says I'm not talking to you
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> not terrible but then but. that that gets stopped by essentially Al Quarterbane <laughs> that's one of those things that's one of those moments <laughs> violent but not bloody but disturbing he is <laughs> underneath the train <laughs> Pulls out a shotgun, shoots the German's erection off. <laughs> like, he, the guy has a boner. We've discussed, like, it is clear. He shoots his penis off. And they kind of just, just move do that.
1: on. Okay, look, the way he gets shot in the dick is insane, okay? Insane. <laughs> but he fl- the way the shot looks like it's almost like uh, stop motion.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, that's the other part, too. The goofiness is there are random times where they will go into this stop-motion, sped-up stuff. It happens in the cannibal pot. It happens in a couple other times where it's just like it happens in that plane shit, which drives me up a wall.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like that Three Stooges, um, uh, uh, Marx Brothers type of Hal Hal Roach.
0: Like, Imagine if Yakety Sax happens over it
1: exactly which
0: might be our promo video for this that'll week. be our
1: promo video yeah. is him getting shot in the dick to the yakety sax.
0: <laughs> it's just insane but like if you put yakety sacks on, then i would know it's supposed to be a joke but it's unclear there but yeah it's like as i was saying it i kind of forgot he shot a man's penis off <laughs> um um
1: But yeah, that'll that'll teach you for being all, yeah,
0: being all gay, which is essentially what the joke is too. like, it's the crazy, like, it's uh, too confusing to be problematic, but definitely problematic.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. And then it's followed by one of the like dumbest lines uh, when they, 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 they cut themselves off from the train, they throw the dynamite. And then when they're getting off the train, uh, after they make the plan of like, where they're going, uh, he goes, I don't believe in the mines. But I'm beginning to believe in you.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Forced. Like, drove me, n- drove me up a wall. That was where I was like, you're trying to force us to see why you're going to make out in the giant cannibal pot at some point. You oh, know? Yeah. Because that was, again, where I was like, did I look away that she did something that's making him believe in her? <laughs> like, I didn't really know why.
1: Uh, was it because she had the gumption to be like, I don't care if you're coming or not. I'm going. Oh, maybe and her bravery is like, oh, there's more to her than being whiny.
0: Oh, and then they follow that up with her being whiny. That was the crate. That's why, too, like every time he has a moment like that, it's like literally the next line of out of her mouth. It's just like, why are we doing that? Why are we going there? Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, whoa, OK, like and I want to have that moment of him be like, oh, take it back. <laughs> yeah, Um, we went through the plane scene, basically like so much crap in there. Uh, at least for me, there's two things I want to point out. Yeah. One, at one point, she, it's, again, a classic kind of like soft joke, but not really. My father always wanted a boy. I was going to He would point know that how out. to drive this thing. <laughs> um, as an actor, I will ask you, because I am not as much of an actor as you, there is such a distinct tone difference between the first half of that line and the second half of that line. Is oh, that how yeah. you would have delivered it as well? Like, is that how I'm supposed to sell a joke? Is that why my career is not as far along as it should be, Frank? Because I didn't know how to no, sell a
1: joke. <laughs> it feels like it's like the director was like, you know, like it, it's it's vaudeville. It's goofy. When you say that, it's kind of right. like, oh, boy. right. But then when you follow it up, like you really want to bring the point home. To say like no, but seriously, if I were a man, I could do this. <laughs>
0: right, right. We want to make sure we get we bring through the misogynistic point we're making. Here.
1: I mean, you know, like Sharon Stone is just kind of is playing it at this level through the whole thing. Like, I mean, that's it. It fits because everybody's playing at that level. Yeah, yeah. So it almost feels like so when when things like that stick out, you're like, oh, now they're really like taking it. it it's like watching a uh, a Disney Channel original show for kids and all the adults are like super huge and the kids yeah. are the one that are grounded. Yeah. And it's like the the one time where you're like, oh, even that person is really going yeah. way too far. <laughs> you, like, really I think it's up. hard
0: when this movie is not going to be passing the doll test, really. I don't think at the all. Back, the doll test? The, the doll <laughs> <Backendal> test, yes. <laughs> the Dan Bekkahdahl It is not going to pass da- Dan doll test. The doll test. <laughs> uh wait do i pronounce how do i pronounce that do i pronounce that name right uh, bechdel right? bechdel it's i always add an extra bechdel. syllable we're,
1: we're both saying it wrong
0: yes we are but because yeah she i think that's also a problem is like she's whining and is one of the only female characters except for the queen of sheba who's frozen maybe unclear yeah. what that plot point is and bechdel bechdel yes the bechdel test and I'm gonna make up a completely dumb name because they might as well is the witch woman's name like Googaloo
1: or something like that. It's something very
0: And like, I'm not sure like, they ever talk to each other either. So it you know, like there's a couple <laughs> problematic things for women in this movie. Um I will say in the plane scene made me laugh out loud a lot when that plant, then the motorcycle with the sidecar hit the jump. And the the guy in the sidecar dove out. I was like, "Oh, they put a dummy on that fucking motorcycle, yeah. man!" When it <laughs> smashed, it was like kid in
1: Avenging Force level smash. Like <laughs>
0: yeah. you know, it was like boing. Like
1: um, I yeah, I wrote down because uh, uh, Richard Chamber or Quar- Quartermain says, "Are you nuts?" I said, "No, but this scene is." <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you for asking. For the rest of us, um, and then
0: yeah, the- then. Yeah. What were you guys say?
1: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say I was sh- like I, I wrote down like when they showed us the boob mountains. I yeah. really was like, oh, they really made boob mountains because that's part of the map is that there are going to be these mountains that look like boobs and also reminded yep. me of one of the best naked gun uh, jokes when he's like, I don't know what it is, but everywhere I look, I'm reminded of her. And they go past those two power plant things that look like boobs on the way oh, to San right. Diego from LA. <laughs> which every time I would go on tour with Panthers or Orchid, I would drive everyone in the van nuts by saying the same joke. Um, but it really was like gr- blue screened giant boob mountain. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, oh, yeah. Well, speaking of blue screen, one of my other favorite things that happened, favorite, least favorite things, is when they would use stock footage of animals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like
1: the elephant thing that came after this scene, the elephant stock footage, which uh, had another bad like kind of is this racist joke? Yeah, uh, where they're running away from the plane as it's dipping down on our uh, antagonists, and then the elephants, the stock footage of the elephants running towards them, and they run the other way.
0: Yeah, I'll say though, maybe this will uh, change your tune on the stock footage. It it makes me happy to think slash know that stock footage because would you trust Canon to be doing anything with those animals that wasn't absolutely up? <laughs> not?
1: Oh my God. I didn't even think about those that. lions.
0: I'm slightly worried about like, the, like there's at least one lion who's hanging out on that cannibal pot. And I was like, Oh boy, treat them. Well, you're, I know. uh, it's just, it, it's Canon. Anytime True. a kid or an animal shows up, it's time to start getting worried. Like, you know, everything right. else. You just, you just go along for the ride. Um, uh again, it was so this is also where we get the barrage of him like essentially then a big chunk of the movie after the terrible plane scene is Alan Quartermain's gonna show up at a African tribe, uh get in a situation, they're gonna escape, and then immediately another, another tribe. African tribe, and then immediately another African tribe. Intercut right. with a Lion Tribe. But like uh, you know what? It's insane how many people they get for those scenes. Uh,
1: I thought the same thing. I was like, what? I mean, you know no one's getting paid. No one's getting paid at all. But the scope of it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Being like, holy shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, but also, that's where, just like my wife said, like, oh, uh, the timely like uh, uh, slave joke. Like, I, That's where, right around here, I was like, you know what? I'm going to say it for you, King Solomon's Minds. Little hard to do Native African cannibal humor. <laughs> like just kind yeah. of playing that for jokes that there's this like cannibal tribe who what happens is they're they're trying to get that they kind of do a Twilight Zone joke of like they're, they're gonna have us for dinner. Well, just tell them we're gonna leave. Like no, yeah. they're having us for dinner. And then what they do is they put them in a
1: giant soup pot. Great, that, uh, great me, set. I, I also was like, why is it? Uh, it's so cartoonish that it's like they throwing they're throwing vegetables in, and it's like a broth. You know, it's like the they're cooking them alive in their clothes. Well, think it's about like, this too, Frank. Yes, it's, the cl- it's Looney Tunes.
0: It's Looney. Tunes. It is straight up Looney Tunes because all of the same thoughts, man. Where I was just like, look take the clothes off. You know, they would have ended any- like if it's real can like whatever in this crazy world where we're saying if it was real cannibals and they were making a giant soup, but like also like, let's just be like on a culinary level. Like that soup is going to be terrible full of gross. dirty clothes. There's like a hundred gallons of water. And then like, 20 full vegetables with no seasoning including tomatoes where you're like come on you're not I
1: <laughs> I I run a cannibal blog a uh, foodie blog and uh what you do is uh you 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 uh, kill the person first you you hack off the useful parts of the meat you you refrigerate it and then you cook it just like an I I don't like the representation here of cannibal Exactly
0: thank you Uh uh but they end up escaping through uh, a Universal Studios stunt spectacular stunt. Yep. Splishing
1: and splashing. Um, they splish
0: and splash that pot until it gets rolling down a hill and they escape. And then they realize at that moment, hey, we love each other and let's make out in
1: gross, gross
0: yeah. cannibal water.
1: I was like, "Ooh, are they going to fuck in that gross water?
0: So worried. And I'm still worried they might have been thrown on their wet clothes after that. Because uh, they have to wait out a lion, because a lion shows up and they try to scare it away. But then they're like, "Fuck it, we'll wait out this lion." Um, yeah, no, the wa- lion wants the creepy peep. He wants a creepy peep, and he got all eyeful. I bet. Um, oh yeah, that lion got off. Oh, he is jizzing left and right. Lion, <laughs> he's speech. just
1: throwing just thick ropes just everywhere. Watching thick them.
0: ropey <laughs> lion cum. And then, uh, so then, you know. Uh, Frank, they end up in uh, this is where we remember that he is a fabulist uh, <laughs> right. because they end up right away in another tribe because they are grabbed by uh, natives, quote unquote, who are picking them up from trees upside down. And yep. they have at this point stumbled upon the Obugwa people. It's hard to figure out what it was because again that Wikipedia know. entry unclear. It's It's the
1: Cirque du Soleil tree show.
0: Cirque du Soleil tree show is amazing. They play Beatles music the whole time. It's great. Um, <laughs> but and so you end up finding out that the Obugwa tribe have uh, they live upside down. And the reason why they live upside down is—oh <laughs> my god—they are unhappy with how the way the world is, so they live upside down to change it. Uh, it's like which, no, that's not how it works. Blood rushes to your head. They are all going crazy. They're going to have aneurysms left and right. But <laughs> yeah, also, the life expectancy is only five. Yo, know, that's why all the Obugwa were like young kids. <laughs> like they all are about to die as soon as Alcourt. As soon as they. Freshly clean and launder their
1: clothes. Yeah, they wash the shirts. And the way they say it is so like, why do we need this?
0: I think we needed it to get to Sharon Stone being in that lacy lingerie. I think it feels like was the main reason.
1: (laughs) I guess so. Because she's like, they washed my shirt. And he goes, yeah, they washed mine, too. Are you sure you want to put yours on so uh, soon? Maybe, maybe. Also, maybe. this is a part, there's a few parts of this movie where they, it's got that 80s dream glow to it, where yes. it's like that Loretta Young silks, right? You know, Vaseline type of gauzy.
0: I will say, with that gauzy look and, you know, Sharon Stone's smile at that point, I was like, oh, this is why we fell in love with her for a brief moment before oh, yeah. the world decided no for Sharon Stone. But
1: my. My wife said, "Like, oh, she's beautiful. Like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's she's she's gorgeous. But you know, it's like she's
0: difficult. That's why we peed on her uh, tub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but." You know, also, though, Frank, couldn't we all at this point in our lives, you know, we're post-election, where we've got the Republican GOP acting as a death cult out there trying to make Georgia recall for the third time as we live through an incredible surge in our pandemic because people just need to go eat turkey with their family and lie that they actually want to be around them just so that we can kill each other? Maybe, maybe we all should take a cue from the Obugwa and just turn our lives upside down. <laughs> Maybe right, we should Jay. just make a bungee cord in our trees and just, we've just been looking at it all wrong, Frank. I think that's our problem.
1: <laughs> Left, right, center, turn it all upside down and we've all come together.
0: Dude, me, me and Joe Rogan could do some fucking <laughs> fucking MDMA yeah. while we watch some MMA as long as it's
1: all upside down, baby. Um That's right. Turn your turn your life upside down. That's all we're asking.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just a weird, it just really is just a weird section. And then they get helped by the Obugwa and then yep. immediately get caught by another tribe. Yep. To the point where Frank, I was like, Wait, did they get caught by the cannibal tribe again? Because it's not like they differentiated stuff right at the beginning until you get in. Because I was just like, because it moves so quick that like, yeah. unless it's, we're coming out of a scene where we're you're trying to tell us that there's a tribe in Africa that is living um, upside down in the trees. And then not until we get in there where I was like, oh, this it's not like they got back in their clutches because like, just like plot wise, it would make more sense to me. But no, it's yeah. just a completely different tribe that is run it's the by same setup. It cuz it's the same setup. I bet that's the thing they save money there. And I bet you they use the same people because
1: it was just like the same scope. I was shocked by the scope. Um but it's the same kind of like being like, "Oh, we're we're safe." And it's like, "Well, not so fast." Right. Right. It's the same joke.
0: I also forgot there it's like so then they so they it's Gogula. Is this woman's name? There's a witch priestess. Yeah. And that was one of those moments where I was like, I've seen this. There are a couple of times small times before, but it's when they got to Gugula and they got to her henchmen, the, like the big guards wearing those skeleton makeup and masks sometimes. Yeah. That's very cool looking. Aesthetically, yeah. just looks good. Like I yeah. just like the mask looks good on the skeleton face. But I also was just like, I know this now. This speaks to something in young eight-year-old Jeff or whatever. Yeah. The
1: last like 30 or 40 minutes of this movie, I was like, I recognize it now.
0: I think you and me might've watched the last 30 minutes a couple times as children. It probably was like on loop on some, on HBO or something. And it would just be, we would catch the end. Um, Because out of the end stuff, the last like 30 minutes is kind of where it starts to take off again a little bit, but it's still sluggish. It's still like too many ideas. Uh, because yeah, Gugula is going to, then they capture him again. They're going to kill them. Uh, and this is also one of those moments where I was like, why did they use blue screen for (laughs) like, there's a like five second clip where he cuts the rope and it doesn't look dangerous. At all. That's on blue screen and nothing else is in that part. Yeah. Like, was that a pickup shot? They were they pickup were like, they're
1: pickup shots. They they most definitely were because there was one part where Jonathan Reese Davies. They got a, a a shot of him, and his background is a blue screen. Even right. though the reverse shot or the two shot is like him in the actual environment. So a lot of that stuff, I think, was pickups because they're like, yeah. "Oh, we need this for context and for this to cut." It's together. only in
0: talking right now that I'm realizing that you're right. That it's pickups. Like it's like why it happened. It must have just been weird gaps where they're like, "Fuck, we didn't connect." This and yeah. this, like, does get it. Um, I will say this is reminding me that, like, I literally, like, wrote a mo- a note to myself that does sum up where we're at in this movie. I just wrote, why is this movie a mess right now? <laughs> 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 like, literally, to the point, I couldn't not write to myself alone in my house at 10 yeah. o'clock at night what is going on. Because that's when we're finding out Umbopo was Twala. And was the leader, but maybe Gagula took over, who's the crazy witch priestess. But that's also where, and I think you explained it maybe, but I wrote, like, why is he with Quartermain? Like, why is he there? What is he doing yeah. with him originally? Um, It gets so quick, but that's also where we get the quicksand scene we talked about. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, that part really stood out to me being like, I remember this scene. Yeah. Because just like the Mulaney joke... You know, John Mulaney has that joke about like, remember when you were kids and the biggest yeah. threat was quicksand? It's like, yeah, it's true. Because it was all in 80s media for some reason. I know.
0: I was like, is this one of the main things that both of us and Mulaney were thinking about? Is that like it's yeah, you that scene comes up and you're like, Yeah, quicksand was a big fear. Um yeah. because if you go in quicksand, someone's gonna murder you all and then use you as stepping stones to get across. <laughs> uh yeah, kind of brutal. Um and then, so they get, so
1: they get into King Solomon's the mines, cave. and yeah. I love the beautiful red lighting in that awesome. one scene. Looked. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that set piece. Uh, I like that set piece, except for again the weird cheapness. Like one, when it starts going crazy and it's sparking off later, like then it becomes oh, like, yeah. oh, looks like a, a Universal Studios. But also, why did they superimpose? Explosions over the
1: explosion. when they're when they're leaving the mines, uh huh, and it's exploding, exploding. There's a super, there's a a, a, a superimposed uh, explosion that layers over them. Yeah, so like weird. It, it's a it's a After Effects kind of thing, but they didn't bother to to put it behind you know, like to make it real. They it like just rotoscoped or something. Oh yeah, it's over them. Like it, it literally covers them and it's like oh no
0: like there had to have been at least one person was like i think we'll get away without the explosion over the actors (laughs) and then everyone else like shut up steve go (laughs) go pee on jared stone Um, (laughs) but that's also so uh, so the 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 german guys like we've got three pass go this way they'll go this way go this way frank what is that spider
1: I, I said, what is this, a Kevin Smith uh, monologue? Thank you. <laughs> about his Superman days? Ah, uh, oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Is I that mean... the
1: same producer that he talked about for <laughs> his Man of Steel uh, script, that, that uh, producer? Yeah, because I was like, I guess because it adds to the whole, like, you know, in those old, like, adventure uh, serials and stuff like that, they'd have, like, these giant creatures. But then it just kind of, like, also the way it ended, you're like, oh, we're going to see, like the body later like yeah. it's all sucked up like in in uh spookies i'm Amasiate- gonna mention spookies, uh, again.
0: spookies if you're doing the Canon Canon show tr- drinking game it's time to get out <laughs> those schnapps um yeah i mean that's the thing like it doesn't it's not like we see the emaciated corpse it's not like the spider shows up again and i mean seriously i get i know we live in la so we've got some great halloween decorations but i mean legitimately spiders were a big thing this year at least in my neighborhood in pasadena and i had better looking spiders on fucking gardens than this (laughs) spider like i mean like i can think of three off the top of my head on a couple streets away from me um and then i wrote when they find the gold and that's a lot of gold (laughs)
1: like it was just like here
0: we are but also but it's all lit it's all it's all underlit and over... It's like a fucking Tarantino movie with the yeah. overlighting on it. I forgot we jumped over, but because it also kind of doesn't matter. So they get to King Solomon's mines. So Frank, I think the answer is you don't know. But so the Queen of Sheba uh-huh. is in the mine? In ice? Or in some yeah, crystal it look, rock?
1: It looked like there were multiple queens who were somehow encased in ice like like some weird, like, uh, crystalline, like, uh, it's. Like rock
0: candy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Montrose's it, like, rock candy. That's what Montrose's rock candy is about. Right. It's about the Queen is of Sheba su- in King Solomon's spine.
1: <laughs> is she supposed to look like Sharon Stone? And that's why. Wait, Mbombo, what? She is? Well, he said, because Mbombo said, like, you remind me a lot of her.
0: I was checking out at this point. This I know, is I, think I think was. That's what like, he
1: said? It was just like they were he was kind of justifying the why yeah. during that time. And it was like, I don't really follow this. And I'm like, what is this? Why? Um, uh, okay. But yeah. <laughs>
0: why? But that's again much like the spider. We don't really go back to it. Like, it's just kind of like, hey, there's there, this weird thing. And I thought I thought it was gonna be like the jewel of the Nile, where the Jewel of the Nile is actually a human being. And I thought they were going to yeah. be like, oh, the Queen of Sheba is the true treasure. There is right. no gold. Forgetting that I've seen this movie the last half hour as a kid like four times. And yeah. that there will be gold and diamonds. But in my mind, I was An like... The eating oh, of
1: that gold and diamonds. Oh, my God. The eating of it. Ugh, it makes me That's obnoxious. That's one of those scenes I was like, I remember this.
0: I, I had a deep trauma with that i think just like picturing it as a kid and what it like his throat being cut up eating Ugh. diamonds because uh uh surprise reese davies is going to show up even though he was murdered definitely he's immortal he's immortal yeah uh he shows up and then makes the german guy eat diamonds and gold because he's going to kill him later and cut it out of him it's a way to if transport
1: it if this were like kind of like a Zack Snyder type of movie or whatever, we'd find out that Jonathan Rhys Davies was some kind of like elder god as well. <laughs> yes, and like exactly. He kind of like, you know, put, he's like, "You can't kill me," and then he like <laughs> right. takes off his robe and then all of a sudden he turns into like a scorpion or some shit. Right.
0: But again, because it's not, he just is back. He's back yep. because for that set piece. But, yeah, like, the, the the Queen of Sheba is just slightly a red herring. I guess now I get that thing of that maybe Sharon Stone looks like her, but I didn't even notice that and wasn't paying attention. It's also then odd that there are mountains that look like that specific woman in Isis' boobs. Um,
1: oh, yeah. That's the other thing she said. She kept trying to get to the the story of Isis. I was like, she wants to join Isis? I'm like, so confused by that.
0: <laughs> um, They also, there's also a weird shot when the German guy, before he finds the actual gold, that, like, it's much like the green screen. But there's, like, one shot where it feels like they were using Cinemascope or something. Yeah. It, like, it's got that stretch of, like, 1950s, like, Ben-Hur, where they're trying to get the whole cave or something, but it kind of has a fisheye. But it only yeah. lasts for like five seconds, and I was like, "Well, yeah. that's an I uh, It's like I don't understand. It's like they ordered the wrong stock that day and camera, and we're like, "All right, that's the only thing we got on schedule is this weird pickup of no, the, the, I, the diamond mine or
1: whatever." I, I think it was Thompson saying, "This one's for me."
0: Yeah, <laughs> he had it written in his contract. I get one technic. I get one cinematoscope Technicolor shot. That's going to make our budget way too crazy. Um uh So yeah, and then he eats the stones. I remember him burping up the diamonds. That thing made me nauseous. And then German guy though then gets eaten by
1: Is that a stone a- hippo? Yeah, is that stone hippo real or not? Is it like I couldn't I was trying to figure that out. I was like, wait, is this a real hippo or a stone hippo and like at that point what,
0: what? all bets are off. It could have been anything, but
1: they don't oh, explain. I have a question. Yeah. Why did that the old lady jump into the, the lava pit, you know, it just explodes in a weird effect? Yeah. But why does she just jump in there? Because also, why the movie play- had
0: to be over.
1: <laughs> no, but like she there was no purpose for like because she was trying to stop them. Yeah. But then she was like, "No, I guess I'll sacrifice myself." Like I didn't know the justification for. It. Maybe I missed it. No, no, it
0: then, was it was one of those moments where I think I turned my head and noticed she had jumped in, and I was just like, "I'll oh. pick it up later." I
1: don't know. <laughs> she just didn't want to be killed by a bumbo. I don't know. But then also I was frustrated that they didn't use um, uh, 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 subtitles. For, yeah, like when they would talk, it's like when you want us to see, like, or hear, like, what they're what saying. What they're
0: going through. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, it. It did feel for that story part to be built in. Like, I do like that idea that you just said, honestly, that she decided to sacrifice herself instead of get murdered by a mumbo. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Is honestly the answer. Like, and at that point, I was like, I think we're almost done. Like, yeah. I, again, my good graces have been. Given up like well, a while ago. Yeah, well yeah.
1: stretched then. Yeah. Uh, so stone hippo, stone
0: hippo, and then uh, overlay of explosions over sparklers as they
1: escape. Um, looks like a done
0: spectacular. What did I miss?
1: Reese Davies is still alive. Oh, he he, he uh, quarrels with uh, Quarterman, and he's on fire. Remember, he like he he becomes he, he lights on fire, and he goes. Quartermain, we go together i forgot he gets lit on fire <laughs> what does that mean like is there a history between them well that's, maybe another... that's what the novels are for
0: yeah maybe i mean we've seen that before where it's almost like a masters of the universe like was there stuff that was cut out where they were like because he's like
1: he knows about Quarterman and like says don't underestimate yeah. him, but like
0: It's like it's like the relationship with Blade and 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 uh He-Man where it's like there's some backstory and they do reference it kind of, but like Reese Davies is only the big bad because he's the actor we know. But yeah, like not enough Indiana like Jones. in the movie. You know what I mean? Like he's not like he doesn't do enough stuff to make it where they have this rivalry that goes down in the past and like i don't remember the golds sequel uh i don't either we'll find yeah, out I'll when probably we, watch will it. Once we watch it but does he show up again i don't know we'll f- i don't think he does so who knows maybe it's in the books uh you know it is we- it's he's on fire for a long time again <laughs> is he an immortal is this a thing we missed I- it might be um and then we're back of the tribe and everything's fine, and Umbumbo is now the king. Uh, everyone's gotten rid of their skeleton masks, and they're like, Yeah, that was a weird time, huh? What were we doing with Google <laughs> right. or whatever her name was? And then it really did legitimately again. We like to say, like, I'm I'm I I like to think I'm not ever exaggerating for the sake of the podcast, but I was like legitimately angry at the end that I was like, after all of that. Like, Obumbo explains to you that we can't take the gold out because it belongs to the mountain. That's part yep. of their deal. So as soon as they're going to leave, and as soon as they close the gates, they're like, gotta make a confession. I stole a giant diamond. And then Sharon Stone, I think, or one of them, back and forth, is like, I did the same. And they laugh and kiss, and I'm just like... Bullshit, man. What a fucking dick move. What a dick like, move.
1: He, 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 we disrespected their culture. Yeah.
0: It's essentially just saying, like, yeah, their culture was dumb. Money is more important. And treasure yep. is more important. Like it, it completely shits upon. And that's the thing. It's not only shitting on on a larger scope their culture, but like his friends. Yeah. Umbumpo is his fucking manservant who ends up becoming a king and saves him and yep. they're just like yeah but still i mean it's money like we're american it's like, I, I want mean, you to
1: get something out of this the adventure wasn't enough
0: exactly and the, and i cuz i think that thing is at that point i was fine for me as the watcher that the adventure was enough and instead it was like a last moment reminder of oh you're a shitty american like you <laughs> right. know what i mean that you're just like i came into another country and ultimately, I got saved by that country because I'm dumb and was fucking up. And then I still said, fuck you. I'm going to take your art. I'm going to take your fucking. Like, it's like when you see like fucking shitty Americans when you're like on vacation, like taking pieces of oh, like yeah. uh, uh, the, the fucking Pompeii or something. And you're just like, dudes, you're the reason these rules exist. Like, because you're being a dick. Like, right. Leave things be. Like, stop being American for two seconds. Uh, yeah,
1: they're taking a thirst trap picture at, like, the praying wall. You know, yeah, like-
0: exactly. Uh, and then they really go after each other. Like, really hardcore. Just like, I'm ah, just oh, fucking yeah. shoving tongues. And then we wrap up because now we're, hey, baby, we're going to be going to Alan Quatermain and the Lost City of Gold at some point. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's the movie. Uh, you know. Uh, we said it early on, like, I, ultimately, it's a good romp in the beginning. Yeah. You know? And then, it's just a combination of, like, canon shit and problematic shit that's just like and and ultimately i'm still just like yeah i don't know watch it at some point i don't know yeah it's fine like I, I don't know why i watched it so much as a kid i think just you you know i don't know it's like an adventure movie whatever um yeah is there anything we missed <laughs> i don't think so
1: not really I, I my wife said he has on so much bronzer about richard chamberlain <laughs> he really does um uh I- yeah, oh, there was one part I thought was kind of funny is when they're in the shop and the the owner has the gun. Yeah. And then Sharon Stone is like, I'll take care of this. And he shoots that gun out of her hand and then he grabs the gun. Now he has two guns. Yeah. That felt like a three stew just kind of joke the way it was shot. Yeah, um, it
0: was pretty good. Also, though, he doesn't ever look like he knows how to hold the gun. Uh, yeah, always holding ever. on a slight, like 20 degree angle too high or something, hand a little too high up on the grip.
1: Um, yeah, when he stops the guy with the rug and he's like, Sorry, wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's insane because then she rolls out of the rug into the fruit cart, and there's that whole action set right there, too, which is like, What? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, oh my, I forgot about her rolling, yeah, off of the tower. <laughs> so, like, I was like, That was when I was like, Really? In that role, there, like, geez. yeah, um,
1: but that's about. I mean, yeah. I'm looking through my notes, and it's like I don't, I don't know. I was kind of like exhausted by the movie by the end of it because it felt like I watched eight hours of a film. Yeah, like I just sat down and watched a trilogy of movies, and it was only an hour and forty minutes.
0: They sh- they shove in a lot, man. They shove in a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. It's 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 both a romp not terrible but it's exhausting <laughs> yeah uh what uh, out of uh frank out of 10 cannons what are you giving this cannon
1: um i'm, I'm on the fence because i want to give it like a seven yeah but it feels so canon to me that i think i might go an eight yeah. because of just like the decisions being made and like how that last half of the movie i'm like Oh, now this really feels like a canon film. And like I said, there were parts where like some of the violence did feel kind of disturbing to me. Yeah. Uh, with the goofiness. So then I feel like, okay, that feels very canon to me as well.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna You're going eight. I'm gonna go to seven. Uh, I think yeah, I'm doing I'm... seven.
1: I think I'm seven, but like I think yeah, I'm a seven.
0: Let's do I'm gonna do seven as well. Cause it does like it. Yeah, it has a lot of canned decisions, but also is surprisingly stacked. Uh and you know what actually why it's also like not higher is like it does what it does. It doesn't completely do it poorly. It's just a lot. And it's just like it's it's not a complete like when you're watching it, you're not just like, this is just a mess. Like they didn't get it right. Like they it's not like Firewalker or big chunks, where it's like, what is this like? exactly supposed to be it is what it is like it works enough (laughs) it's just you don't want to watch it a lot like i think that's the other part too is like beyond just like that we had a phase of being into those movies i'm also just not a huge indiana jones guy anyway like it's not my like cup of tea is the adventurer uh i i I love the uncharted game series more than watching the movies i think but uh uh, so yeah, like I think it's a sound because it does what it does. It does it well, actually. Like not terrible. It's just yeah. Let's get a little less uh, blue screen sometimes. <laughs> like you know. I mean, you could have cut
1: like at least two set pieces. Yeah, and it would have been fine. And would have Maybe. helped out your budget. Jesus
0: Christ, those expensive set set pieces. I mean, jeez, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it just felt like there were like three or four scenes too many
0: yeah i think that's it it's once you have that barrage of tribe after tribe after tribe that's where you're like all right we can we can get this going alan can we get to the like because because when you do actually get to the mines i was like i think i said like oh they're at the mines finally like i didn't realize they were there kind of like
1: yeah um it it felt like just it's just a series of scenes that they're like this is a cool scene and they just strewn, strewn them together
0: And again, we just we talked about Mission Impossible. That's partly sometimes it's the case with Mission Impossible. It's just you've got Tom Cruise and billions of dollars behind you and a great director. I mean, it's just, uh, but yeah, uh, we're 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 tied on seven. I think that's the proper rating for this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, check it out. But, uh, uh, thank you again to everyone who uh, keeps reaching out to us. uh, Uh, right before. We started, uh, 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 someone reached out because they've got a rip of the uh, American Ninja music, George S. Yeah. Clinton. So that's the, that's the stuff. Like, keep sharing it with <laughs> us. We love it. Um, but yeah, uh,
1: Frank, w- where can people reach us? Uh, you can find us online at Twitter at the cannon cannon. Uh Remember that that second canon only has one N. You can find us on Instagram as well at the Cannon, cannon And that second canon only has one N. And once again... You can email us at thecanoncanon at gmail.com. Remember that second canon only has one in. One in.
0: Uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And uh, next week we'll be back with another great canon film. But until then,
1: I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And this is The, the Canon Canon. canon. I'm deeply offended.